This podcast is brought to you by Central, helping schools work smart. I'm Colin Klupik, and you're listening to Central Station. If you made it to Edutech 2019 in Sydney this year, you'll appreciate how big the event was and how much there was to see. Over 250 exhibitors and 20 seminars kept everyone busy with some amazing new technologies, programs, products and approaches to learning. In case you missed it, here's part three of our series of highlights from Edutech 2019. First up, it's always exciting to talk to our friends at the Australian Federal Police and they've got a great educational program called Think You Know. Listeners, I'm standing here with Jesse from, and I have to say this carefully, the Australian Federal Police. And I'd just like to say that I'm really excited to say that, that I'm talking with the Australian Federal Police about a product, no, it's a program called Think You Know. Jesse, what can you tell us about it? So Think You Know is an online safety prevention program that we run right across Australia. So it includes two types of programs. So one for youth, that's run from kindergarten to year 12, um, into age-appropriate presentations, which is delivered by State and Territory Police. And then we have an adult program, which is delivered to parents, carers and teachers by our volunteers from law enforcement and industry. Is this specifically a cyber thing? So our aim of the program is educating online safety. So we want to be able to um, give parents, carers, teachers the hints, tips and tools to be able to keep themselves safe online as well as keep their young person safe online. What sort of responses are you getting from young people when they realise that they're talking to the AFP? I think surprise. When we, you know, drop the knowledge bombshell on them, a lot of them you see the lights switch on in their, in their minds when they sort of think, okay, this is something that I probably shouldn't be doing. This is something I should probably um, think about more before I decide to venture into that online space and, I guess, encourage them to think about um, consequences while they're online. I'm curious, why is this a federal issue and not a state-based issue? I think our program is quite unique because although we are a federal organisation, um, we partner with all the states and territories. So we are partnered with each state and territory police organisation in Australia. Um, so we just provide them with the resources, we provide them with the training of the program um, and then we give it to them to deliver into schools. And how do we find you online? You can head to our website, so it's thinkyouknow.org.au. Thank you, Jesse. It's been so exciting to speak with the Australian Federal Police. I can almost hardly believe it. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> Video has been a useful resource in the classroom for a long time, and it's great to see people responding to its increased use by designing platforms that make it safe and easy to access great content. And that's what Enhanced TV is all about. I'm with Richard here from uh, Enhanced TV, and the tagline is Video Resources Enhancing Curriculum Linked Learning Outcomes. That's quite a mouthful. What can you tell me about it? So it's a a video streaming platform that is safe for students and safe for teachers to use. So we capture from free to air and Foxtel. We remove all adverts free of charge and then we link it back to the curriculum to make it easy to find. So like a curated YouTube without the piano playing cats? Exactly, yes. So our our platform is exactly that. It's safe where a student can watch a video and a teacher knows it's the video they've chosen and it is what it says. And also you're not going to end up down a rabbit hole where you'll end up watching a cat playing piano. You say you grabbed this from Foxtel, is that right? Free to air on some Foxtel channels. So obviously educational content. Uh, We don't capture things like HBO, but we capture BBC Knowledge, Discovery, uh, National Geographic, those kind of 
uh, channels. So you offer this through a subscription service, I would imagine? That's right, yeah. So we have different models, but there is a teacher model. So if you're a teacher anywhere in Australia, you can sign up for the service free of charge. And that will give you the ability to watch some videos. There's a paid teacher level, which will give you unlimited viewing. Or there's a school model, which allows your students to use it at home or in the classroom and provide that more flipped classroom environment. I'm curious, with YouTube being what it is, do people come back to you and say, yeah, look, I'm just going to go use YouTube? Oh, YouTube is obviously a, a good option because it's free, um, but we're focusing on the safety, not, but not only the safety, is we, we're a non-for-profit, so we're about keeping the money in the industry. So we work for the industry, and by people using these kinds of resources, it means that the right own, rightful owners get paid, and they keep producing these shows year after year. Sounds like you're doing some great work. Thanks for your time. Wearable technology is becoming more capable and more popular all the time. And Space Talk is a device that's been getting some great feedback from students and parents. I'm with Megan here at Space Talk and I'm already having all kinds of identity crises. Megan suggested that I might like to think of myself as Dick Tracy. I thought it was either Elon Musk or, what did I say, Maxwell Smart. But Space Talk. Megan, what is Space Talk? So Space Talk is an all-in-one um, children's wearable device. So we've got phone, GPS tracking, um, all-in-one safe, secure device that goes on your child's wrist. The kids can contact their parents and vice versa to only an approved list of contacts that the parents set. So no one can contact the watch and the watch can't contact anybody else. And the GPS location works on the Google API system, so pinpoint location accuracy at all times. So this is different from Apple Watch because it's yes. only like a two-way communication. Is That's that what you're right. saying to me? Yeah, so this is um, cellular, so standalone device. So it just requires a SIM in the back of it and then it works exactly like a phone. So uh, I'm assuming that this is going to be more affordable than an Apple Watch? Does it come with a Milanese loop? It does not. So <laughs> it is. So um, retail for three forty nine, and um, we also sell. Well, we sell them in JB Hi-Fi, and online we have Afterpay and Clearpay and things like that. Because you know, obviously, we understand families have costs. Um, this is you know a great device that we want to make sure that families stay connected. So we offer those facilities as well. I'm curious, what sort of feedback are you getting from the parents about this new functionality? Everybody loves it. You are parent travelling and you get a message from your child that says, love you, good night, your heart will melt. Uh, your child catches a bus to school, you're a bit sort of empty about it. Got to school mum, it's totally fine. They love it. Wow. And the kids? The kids are getting into it as well, just as much as the parents? They're so cool. They're the cool kids. We had a, a group of school kids walk past like, oh, that's, that's that kid's watch. So they love it as well. Megan, sounds like you're doing some great things in this space. Thanks for taking the time. No, thank you. Plagiarism, it's a problem that's been with us for a while and doesn't seem to be going away anytime soon. That's why the people at Turnitin are working hard to provide a solution to keep submitted work original and fair. I'm here with Lewis from Turnitin, which is the uh, software that prevents people from uh, copying, or the technical word is plagiarising. Lewis, say it isn't so. <laughs> yeah, that is, uh, that is correct. So... What exactly, for people who've never heard of Turnitin, what does it actually do? Sure. Well, our main product, which is called Turnitin Feedback Studio, is a formative assessment tool. Uh, the students upload written uh, assessments through our system, 
it will then conduct an originality scan and detail uh, matches of content from within the assignment to our text database. Uh, text database comprises over a billion student submissions, 74 billion internet sites and 170 million professional publications. Uh, the student, if the similarity score is too high, they may be able to resubmit. And from there, once the due date hits, the instructor goes in, can observe the, uh, the match content originality report and then use our feedback and grading features such as inbuilt comments, uh, voice recording, uh, and multiple annotations, rubrics, etc., to grade and provide feedback to the students. This is something that I've traditionally known as being a university-type product, you know, with uh, you know, uh, undergraduate and graduate students having to submit, but it's making its way into high schools. So what's, what's the adoption rate amongst high schools? It's a great question. I myself am a new client manager dealing with private higher education, so more RTOs, and uh, those types of institutions. However, we uh, are making a big push into the, the secondary ed space, generally uh, adopted a lot by Catholic institutions, but a lot of public institutions as well, as, yeah, they try to increase their levels of academic integrity and provide some, some better workflows for their instructors. One question that I've got, which has always kind of bugged me, is let's say you've got a class of students and they're all writing an essay or a research project on the same subject. Now, I would imagine that there would be some similarity amongst those, those submissions. How does Turnitin recognise that there's going to be similarity, but they're not necessarily copying just because they're all talking about the same stuff? Sure. So that would probably come down to, well, the fact that we provide a similarity report, but the way it's used, the interpretation and everything rests with the instructor in the institution. So our job is to provide you with a report of where the content's been matched and how the student has produced that into their own words. Of course, if there's, say, more short answer questions, you've asked them to source from the, uh, the, the same page. There are certain uh, settings and flexibilities around how those reports are shown and the percentages that come up. You can exclude certain sources from the match and you can also exclude sources that are less than a total percentage of the overall paper and a total uh, number of words. So you have flexibility around both how you interpret the report and the percentage originality score itself. Sounds like you're doing great things, but I really just don't want to believe that people are plagiarising, but you, you tell me that they are. <laughs> people are definitely plagiarising. People are students not only uh, are plagiarising at the moment, but also paying other students to... Uh, to, to write assignments oh, no. for them, which is the next sort of frontier. Say it isn't so. Anyway, Lewis, it sounds like you're on the case, and uh, thanks for taking a few minutes to uh, talk to us today. No worries. Thank you. Well, as always, that was lots of fun. You've been listening to Central Station, and if you found this podcast helpful, please share it with your friends and colleagues, and be sure to watch out for highlights one, two, and four from Edutech 2019. To find out more about the guests in this highlight, be sure to check out the show notes for this episode where you'll find links and contact details. And for more information about our other guests and episodes, make sure you subscribe on iTunes or wherever you listen or visit the website, central.com.au slash podcast. I'm Colin Klupik. Until next time, bye for now. Bye.